Okay, so hello everyone. This is your host Azu, and on today's episode, we have a senior of mine with us, Aradhya. She's a BCom program student at Kagi College, and she's in third year. She's also preparing for CAT and GMAT examinations. So, hi Aradhya, how are you doing? Hi Azu, I'm doing great. Uh, thank you for calling me out uh, here. I am truly honored to be here and like getting to share my experience with you would be amazing. So, yeah, looking forward to all of it. Great. I'm looking forward to all the inspirations from you. So how would you describe your college life in the COVID era? Was COVID a bone or a pain to your lives? If you say the college life per se, I would say it was totally an agony to be online. Because I, whatever I've dreamt of in like school, high school, that I would go to college and I would have my life, freedom and all that, that didn't happen for any of the third year back that is now. Like we imagine ourselves to be like that free kind of seniors who, you, who would be hand, like handling everything. But that wasn't the case. And like, if you talk about the academic aspect of it, I would say it's zero. So yeah, I don't think we're learning anything. I shouldn't say that, but yeah, we are not learning anything. The perk would be that we are getting online exams. So that is definitely a plus side. But apart from that, I think uh, not having to like go to college and experience all that has been a very bad downside of uh, COVID. I couldn't agree more. Like I can't even believe I'm a second a second year student now and I didn't get to become a fresher or anything. Just imagine we were a fresher and now like if if we ever get to go to college, we would be either graduated or a senior. So that is something like we all regret or kind of feel bad about. Amount of fake notices of DU's college reopening, they really, really hurt very bad. Yeah, they do. And like, at one point, most of us have lost all kind of faith in you now because every time they just say that, even if there's a small news that colleges are opening up, we just know that this is a government college and this is you and we know how it is. So we don't expect too much now. Like we were very hopeful last year that all oh, colleges will open. But after the second wave, it's just all down under. We're not doing anything. We're just, just going on with our lives now. Exactly. We are just like, let us be. Don't give us points. Yeah. So, me and my classmates really love the atmosphere of our college where we are free and aren't scared, spoken over or given unequal opportunities and discrimination on the basis of our gender because it's an all-girls college. We are getting equal opportunities. So, what would you like to say about the stigmatization of girls' colleges as boring and uninteresting? Did you really- I would say like it's totally opposite it's totally opposite because uh when i signed up for you i was i was like in the of course everybody has the same view that oh girls college would be boring and you have to stay with girls for all the time so i had the same view and uh when i got my result and all one first college that i got into was knc so knc was in girls college as well so when i started going there like i went there for a week or so I realized how wrong I was, like how everybody was so wrong about it because it was the most beautiful place I have ever seen. It was the atmosphere, the surrounding and like the people. 
I would say everyone was so happy to be there, and everyone was like welcoming. You would say, and you would say, like people say that girls can't be friends and girls can't like stay with with each other forever. That is so not the case when you get into a girls' college. You understand how good, like how beautiful and how good these people are. And uh, when I was in KNC, I was really liking it. Then I, one day, my friends and I decided that uh, let's go to Gargi for a walk or something. So it's just side, it's just one wall difference. So we just went there, and oh my god, you're amazing! We were like, if another cutoff came, we would definitely be going there, like a whole group. So yeah, we just got in, and it was pretty late when we got into Gargi. Like half, I think one month was already like Gargi started earlier than KNC. So everything was mostly done. Like the societies were closed. Like uh, registrations were done already. Classes, the groups were made already. So that was the downside of it. But uh, when we got in there, I never felt like out of place. Like that was one thing I really liked. Like there was no key. I won't find anyone to hang out with because any person, even if I'm like like entering the door gate. i would find one person who will talk to me like there would be so that was the few most good like best thing about gargi that you can talk to a person about anything and even if you don't know that person you will build a connection with them so offline college i feel was the best thing that happened even though it was for less than 6 months for us <laughs> but yeah and about the friends and thing i think i made those friends my friends that i have now from college i made those friends on freshers so i'm sorry you haven't had your freshers yet i'm getting but, yeah. but freshers was something else it was so hot like it was september some it was august so august was pretty is pretty humid right and it was at day time so freshers was the one heck of an experience for us because people were like i love girls i don't know but i love how pretty they are i love how beautiful they are and how i love how their personalities are like so different from each other and when i saw the people on freshers i was like amazed like how beautiful these people are i'm so grateful to be here and uh, and i don't know i just i was clicking pictures with random people i don't even know i just knew that they were in my class and i was clicking pictures with them randomly i like had like one week of gardening there but it uh, after that i was just like clicking pictures with them and the next thing i knew was that i, I was friends with them i was sitting with them in class so yeah it happened really fast you make friendships and you you might see the other person and the next day you might not but after some time we just get to like build that bond together and spend time together i think we like our personalities are quite the same the friends you like attract the personality would be quite similar but sometimes you'd find people so so different from me like i can say the group i have they are so different or so familiar like similar to each other they understand like everyone it's a whole different level of understanding and emotions and feelings you find you won't find that in coed like you can just wake up and come to college or you can just get fully dressed and walk like a model in college and nobody will judge you that's the best work about gaji so no judging and everybody's embracing each other's flaws and personal good qualities yeah i completely agree like even be in online mode the kind of support and companionship you get i don't think you'd find it in a coed college 
no you won't this it's a so safe much- space everybody's getting vulnerable telling their truths and supporting each other it's really beautiful i completely agree on that part yeah true and like we respect i think we respect our boundaries and we respect each other's flaws as well so it's a harmonious like even the teachers you will find there i think the teachers are also very accepting of whatever we have been going through or if there aren't i think people are ready to change that is the best thing about i think you won't find that in coed i am not judging that but i think there's a lot of competition going on in coed and i think that's so not the case with girls college any girls college i've seen and even the friendship between girls college is different so you'll find maitri and uh, lsr and gmc and other colleges also hanging out together and you won't find any even a single person say, saying that they don't like their college because it's girls only so i think poet might be fed up with each other but girls won't be i seriously was so scared when i got into it after studying in coed my whole life but i haven't experienced this kind of level of comfort anywhere before like everybody's pretty chilled out yeah true i mean i can totally understand i was born and brought up in like a covid kind of situation only and suddenly i'm in a girls college that was a different feeling altogether but as soon as like you understand that it's not about the gender it's about what you're here for and you is not for study if i can say that <laughs> it would be a very overstated statement but yeah i would say do if you're coming to do your coming here for experience which uh, unfortunately we didn't get to it that much but yeah i think you learn a lot especially the exposure the exposure you get from the people that you met meet even if it's cross college or in the college it's very different from what you can experience on a private college or any kind of situation institution like that so yeah do has been a very good part of my life and i'll miss it and i'll miss all the things that i couldn't didn't get to do <laughs> okay so now coming to the serious part the mba related questions uh, why mba when you could choose from literally anything and everything hmm so let's just go back in time because this is one thing that i've been wanting to do since i think my high school so i never really thought about doing an mba i just had one goal that i want to go abroad so that's the goal i haven't really thought that i would go and do mba that wasn't my first thing but uh, when i got into commerce and all that stuff so i really find it interesting that you can just do an executive program and yeah you are in harvard and stone stanford and all that so that really fascinates me it's not the mba part i think it's the part that where you meet people and you you form connections and the thing that is that i i don't i can't i don't want to say that but i prefer going abroad than staying here but uh, i know that's a very wrong statement but yeah i for me uh, it has always been like that so yeah i could like it can be sooner than later but i really want to go and experience what i might be wrong with this that if i go abroad i'll regret it or something but that like it's better to try it than regret it than not so yeah give it a shot MBA, yeah just giving things a shot even if they don't turn out how you expect yeah. them if it's you just say right you just you, if you just do it then then only you'll get to know if it's the wrong thing or right one so mba was uh, after i got to know about gmat so gmat was 
one thing i was really passionate about from i think 11th to 12th standard that i want to give gmat and i was just prepare i been i was like sort of when passionately quiz came to me i was like okay i have to do this i was thinking of going to it after like i'm done with my second year so that was i think very wrong of me but when uh, passionately curious and sort of came so i got to know that okay i should start now if i want to do something later i can't just pull things off for later to do and then yeah passionately curious happened and the gmat not happened yet but yeah it will happen soon so gmat was one thing that really led to led me to do an mba and then go abroad I, abroad is one thing of course i am not really fascinated with iams and all but i think the influence that people have for them like the kind of uh, exposure you get from iams i don't know if it's a good thing or bad thing but i've never been truly fascinated with iams idea that you get these are the elite people in the country and if you get in there then you're the best that might be the case but i feel going abroad and learning from there it would be better than staying at an organization for two years about the lifestyle <laughs> yeah so i completely agree even i thought that six months would be enough but after i joined i was like no thank god i joined this early otherwise what would have hell would have broken loose yeah true when uh, i think i was done i was almost done with my second like first year and i was i think giving my exams or something uh lockdown would lockdown was already there yeah so when sort of workshop came in and i thought why not give it a shot i am not a person who checks the whatsapp groups and sign up for workshops i never do but coincidentally i've looked into it and i just signed up and i think i was busy with something that day and i completely forgot that i had my workshop but i joined and i joined like 15 20 minutes later but yeah i i was like let's join it what's the harm and uh, i felt like i was i was actually curious i think that's what led me to sort of getting them interested in talking to me that i was curious about how it is happening and how, like what is the process and all that and i was asking questions with him so he was interested in talking to me so he was like okay ravi what's next let's tell me that yeah then the workshop ended and i was like really feeling good about it so i was like yeah let's just see what happens i think gmat is the thing to do then i got a call from saurabh and he told me that okay and i had inquired about some organizations before from college i won't say the name but there were some others so they i don't like the the format they follow they would be like oh you will be giving that three month course and then you would be okay to give gmat i was like what three months and i'd be done with gmat how and like that i just couldn't believe that like because i i am always doubting myself and to be doubt and that was i think a valid point to doubt because three months i can't really because i'm a, not a math student it's quant and all that stuff i can't do that and i was so true about that because it's been two years and i'm still like i can't do that <laughs> but yeah it's still better than before so after i talked to sora i got so much clarity about things that yeah i need more time and i need to start now it's now or never so yeah then passionately curious started at that time we had some alumni like passionately curious people from the previous batch so they were still there uh, garvit was also there but there were others there have been others but so when they told me their life story i was amazed like how 
am i getting to know these people uh, it was amazing amazing everybody was so different i didn't i didn't hear even a person saying that they are a do student or they do internships and all i was like shocked these people are amazing and i want to be like them i was like that i didn't want to just say ki oh i'm preparing for cat i'm preparing for gmat that's such a awful statement to say okay you're preparing but that's it you're not doing anything else then like i now realize that i have become such a better person because i actually took the right step then so two years yeah it went to september right i joined in september so yeah it was amazing that experience was amazing getting to talk to sourav and it was like i the for the first time i was in front of someone that actually understood what i was feeling like okay yeah going abroad is not a silly idea you just have to prepare for it so that was sort of that like that assured me a bit then we started and i was really like that typically you student who was doing millions of internships and not going anywhere and like just it was a mess it was a mess to be honest and all i could just i was totally lost i was like oh i want to do stock marketing oh i want i can do that also i can do that also so i was like bro just chill out and just see what you like then i found out ki bro that was not it <laughs> i was just a hot mess nothing else that time so yeah it was amazing to like know that okay yeah there's a person that understands me and and he can guide me through we can mentor me into doing something that i actually really like to do i think that pretty much answered my next question which was how has mb prep changed as a person but what would you say the skills that you picked up during the prep so when the skills that you picked up during the preparation the whole process of gmat and preparing through the portfolio prep yeah i i'm like i don't know if i can count them but uh, i would say the one thing that i really picked up was listening and like observing understanding people and like em- being empathetic i think that's one thing that i really i'm grateful for that i learned because when i'm able to understand what the other person is feeling what is their world view how like why would they take that decision that really helps me understand okay yeah that person is going through something or that person might think that way that's why they took that decision so yeah it's okay that happens and all that so i just move on from things before i was totally an overthinker i would just take one thing small thing and i would like wonder over it for years oh why did he say that thing and then so he might have some reason okay just allowed now and uh, apart from the soft skills i think communication of course communication my communication has built so much even when i was in gaji it was built to some extent but i was still not the initiator like i wouldn't go to the person and say oh hi how are you how are you doing i wouldn't do that but now i think i have the power to just go to one person and like okay help them okay hi how are you it's great to see you and all that so yeah communication has built plus uh, my marketing is something that i found that really fascinates me now mm, that's one skill like actually able to observe the outside world and the market and like to getting to understand oh this happens because this is going on and it's you know there's connections building there's emotions and there's so much human aspect in all that uh, 
like complex stuff we read about in in business studies or commerce or stuff in school and college and i understood none of it so now i was like yeah okay that means that now i get to know okay this works like that there was no practical example working in school or college they were just like oh learn this and this will come in exam and that's it next move on to next so that's been happening in school and college and yeah said coding this is marketing getting to know about these wonderful people is one thing that like that like this is an exposure to international world like you are getting to know people apart from your circle and you are building your intellect to building your skills and yeah i was doing the human center design thinking course with the group that was an amazing experience to do something that people from all around the world do and it really helped me learn that okay if you apply a little bit logic and a little bit emotional thinking to things that you can actually do a lot better than those uh, robot giants that just go with the data sets and all so it's not all about data it's not all about the complex terms sometimes it's all about human connection so that's i think yeah i can pretty much sum it up that i understood the human aspect of things that's the one skill or that i picked up definitely exactly like many people think marketing is just limited to advertising and it's nothing more so how would you define it now even i was like that like i was like yeah this ad is there yeah this is marketing that was it wow sorry it scolded me so much when i said that but yeah i for uh, all like Read this in marketing. Read this in marketing. You learn a lot. You learn a lot. And I find I I'm not a non-fiction person. I hardly read non-fiction. I've been a big fiction fan, but uh, it's been so hard for me to actually open a book about non-fiction and be interested in it. So all that no fucks given and all that books that have been going around, I was never a fan of that. But this in marketing, I actually picked up and I started reading it. So way it is written, I would say just like. mind blowing mind blowing totally because you you are understanding it from a person that has seen everything he has seen the world from like so many ways that when you're reading that you're just getting to know things from a different perspective so it was amazing like i was hooked i was hooked when from the first page itself like oh i want to know more i want to know more okay i was wrong about this i was wrong about that as well So yeah, it's a much wider term than you believe it is. It's not all about SEO or SEM or social media. It's so much more than that. And I was like, when uh, the internship that comes from our college or do something, they are mostly startup internships and like even if they are from a big giant, they are mostly social media marketing. What is social media marketing? Uh, but them, it's like for the people right now, it's like post ten Instagram posts, get these many likes, get these many followers. and that's it that's the whole like task they have been given when i first started my internship process right uh, like when i was doing a lot of internships then the first few internships i found out that the only thing that they like let let people do is get them followers so you have to go out and ask people to follow their account what the hell is this how is this an internship i like i was out like in disbelief that people actually get certificates for this and like people actually do this 
they would be like oh please can you please follow this account can you please follow this account you're like why are you even doing this so that this is marketing really opened my eyes about all this that this is this shallow tactics they're just trying to i don't know what are they trying to build i am not even sure of because if you're getting people without even like list, uh, understanding what they want to random people out of a whole bunch of crowd then you are not here to expand your social media followers you're here to sell your products right so why are you just like telling people to follow you they're not going to buy anything they're not going to go ahead and like spread the word that oh this company is here that's not going to happen so why are you making that effort that won't even get you anywhere so that really i think that really was one thing that i learned from this in marketing that you know the world that we believe in the world that this covid situation has already like highlighted this isn't real marketing and it's so much bigger than that and we have to understand we start have to start understanding this because so many small businesses have blow up blown up and i think I'm, i feel good for them like that's really good for them that they're trying to initiate something but i feel it's more than followers they should do like they don't know when it's all going to be over because it's just about the fame and the trends yeah true like i see people with 44k or something ke followers and then when i go to the likes it's like 10 likes so out of those 10 likes what do you think how many people are actually looking at the product and what do you think how many people are actually buying it so what i actually building followers are not getting anything and even if there are i can it's better to focus on your product and like your customer target audience i think the who's your target it can't be 80 year old and 12 20 year old together we all have different wants so i think people should actually invest in marketing rather than going for these followers and following i couldn't agree more like this is marketing was my first non fiction book and it was written beautifully the smallest viable market thing everything like it completely resonated with and just the opposite is happening in today's world if you see the big giants and stuff even when i see the corporates like the big force or anything like that i'd say they rely too much on these apps if you can talk it or like tell it that you can see linkedin and all these apps are going on so these like nobody knew linkedin was there before 2 years ago linkedin was like 14 thousand subscribers or something and now it's millions and billions and people are going around like ranting about the company they like lost and fired from their job and like it's so demotivating every time i open it either people are flaunting their like certificates and their, their achievements or either they're just going on about how they uh, were struggling and now they are in a great position because of covid so i think it's more degrading i think it's like linkedin and instagram they these are more degrading to our image and rather than just like enhancing one i have never seen a person who got a decent job from linkedin like exactly out of your connections how many can you go up to and say that i'm good at this and can you offer me a job do you have a job for it or even say hi to those connections i have none like the people i know from like i don't even know anyone from linkedin to be honest exactly. so that's the thing i have might have many connections many of them would be the people that are in my college or are alumni or something 
but there are hardly any one that I would actually feel, oh, this person is doing great, and oh, this per- I'm really happy for this person, like I am. But bro, you, if you're just out there and just flaunting your whatever you got, then it's not great. I think you should you should tell your struggles as well. Like you didn't get there just like that. You have like you have done a lot to get there, and I feel happy for you. But I think you shouldn't do this. Like you got a certificate and in this and sort of in that. Yeah, great, good for you. But keep it to yourself. I feel maybe just give a little behind the scenes of how you got there. Um. Yeah, you can say that. Like I really. I I have like in, uninstalled all these apps from my phone. I feel if I have the necessity to use it, I would just go to my laptop and open it. But I hardly use it. It's mostly for looking at people. Like uh, if I want to know about a company, then only I'll go there. That's the thing about it. But it's not more than that. And even then, also I get it on Google, so that's no much use of it. I I once found a person who was actually I was actually like really like you could say I was really looking up to and I even talked to him I think that was one person I I would say that okay I really got a good like I got to know a lot about this like IFB and all I he was he got into IFB recently and I thought why not interview him so I interviewed him I didn't record it at that time but it was a good experience I got to know IFB and about the big fours how they work he, he was working in a big four at that time so that was a good experience but that's like one in a million case. I even sent like small, small messages to hardwood people, Stanford people. But you know, right? These people are busy. These people are successful. These people are busy. They won't be there writing their stories in the LinkedIn post section. So yeah, you never get really a reply from them. I feel great that I like saw these people are there and I know they won't be checking their LinkedIn. So yeah. Like being the positives and the negatives. Yeah, they are. Even with Instagram, this. I feel you see people doing good, but then it's just inflicts that uh, feeling, right? That yeah, you are okay. That person is doing great. Why am not I not doing that? Like why I feel like sometimes you feel bad, right? That oh, that person is going out. That person is doing that, and I'm just sitting at home, just studying. So that feels a little bad sometimes. So yeah, that's there's a lot of emotions going into these apps. This is like I think I if I open Instagram once. I would just spend two hours on it like that, like that. So I, I really try to distance myself from it because I can't stop. That's a big thing that has developed these days, especially with the lockdown COVID situation. So it just keeps going and on. Like they want to keep you there. That's the whole model of it. Ki they want you to spend as much time as you can there. So, and they're achieving that. <laughs> I would it, clap with these people. They get money. It's the business model is yeah. that simple. <laughs> Their business model is amazing because, like, it's cheap, of course, it's very bad, but they are achieving their goals. So, I think good for them, but they shouldn't destroy us like that. Like, they are totally destroying our lives. Yeah. Okay. So, seeing your experiences with internships, what advice would you give to your juniors who are looking out for internships? And I've been quite a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a really debatable topic. Uh, yeah, true. I've seen people doing a lot of internships. I was one of them. But yeah, I stopped when I understood the meaning of it. So I would say be very selective. Be very, like, very 
choice like you have to make the choice that what do you want to do this is the field i want to go for so i want to do the internship in this field and this isn't about the money i would say yeah don't do unpaid internships don't ever do an unpaid internship i have been scammed a lot of times i i am i did all my internships were unpaid i think apart from one but other than that everyone was unpaid and i got to know it the hard way that this is like worse than child labor because you're not getting paid for your work and they're like like to letting like that was crazy like when i found out that i have been doing unpaid internships for just a cheap piece of paper that won't even help me later is very very disheartening because you like i did all sorts of internships i never knew what i wanted to do at that time so i was randomly picking oh this company looks good let's just do it here that was the my criteria so never do that if you want to go in finance try to do more finance internship that actually get you that exposure that ki okay yeah that will actually look good ki that person might ask you what have you done in finance so yeah i've done this internship where i actually learned something and i wasn't like this going as giving people coffee or making their paper or excel don't do that be of some like do something that that is actually significant make this a statement or something like that so and even with marketing so doing a marketing internship to win an internship where you will be placed to do some kind of significant role like you would be actually handling something and not getting followers please don't do that so that's very very important that you are sure of what you want to do and you realize your importance like realize how important you are realize how precious you are and like place yourself at top then only any company can come so that's one thing you should definitely definitely keep in mind when you're going for internship and i would say rather than relying on colleges for internship like there are yeah places like placement they're sending another i think five internship 10 internships are coming every day so i don't say don't rely on them if you know like if you want to actually do something worthwhile because these companies that are coming coming they just want quick thing like two months internship you get a certificate and then you go your work is done so that is not significant for you at all they might look good in your cv but when the person is actually asking you questions you won't be able to answer anything because you didn't learn that much so that's really important if you want to do hr find hr like um, if you are using linkedin and actually use it well just go find company that will actually, that are actually hiring that will actually give you that exposure and now i think covid has like calmed down a bit so you can also go for part time internships you you classes nobody attend so just go out and find something that will actually give you that exposure online might have given you more opportunities but they're not giving you that exposure that you will get from off like the part time internships or the ones that were there before covid happened because at that time people used to pick one internship that used to go for like a uh, 6 months or 4 month period of time now it's just one month and you get a certificate and it's over so that's very different from what we had before and that really gave you gave you exposure now it's just come and like get us followers get us this get us that and yeah get out <laughs> so that's very different like busy but you're not learning anything yeah you <coughs> so
busy without work you say that right so you were always busy but you're actually not doing anything worth it i did that for two three months and i was like okay i'm done with this i have much more important things to do i was not even giving time to my family to myself to my studies or anything like that so that really like struck me that okay what am i doing with myself am i actually doing something that will really help me later or am i just going with the flow so that really made me to introspect and understand that okay i have to put myself first it's not the company it's not the person that they they're not going to take care of me for my whole life i am the one taking care of me so just not just go with the flow not just do it because everyone else is doing it just i would say not never never listen to that everyone else is doing it people do this so i will be doing that also don't do that because i would i would when i got in the community passionately curious i got to know that okay we have struggled the same thing like struggle from the same thing but you know when you let that voice take over you that everybody else is doing it so i should do it too then you will just let yourself go then you're just doing that you don't even like want to do so it's just like you were just that work uh, office worker that doesn't even like it's his job but he's just going on and on he just this is his company all the time but he keeps on working and do not quit so that was the one thing that i realized at that time so at that time internships were very trendy i can say that lockdown was there so everybody was sitting at home classes were not happening so how oh, let's just get an internship but what would you get from the internship nothing right and that nobody asked for that certificate because it's not even relevant to the job profile you're getting or the post that you are going to do so be selective be very selective what you're doing so on to prioritization like we face a lot of issues prioritizing between cad gmat prep internships personal projects and college courses so how would you elaborate like what to prioritize i'm still struggling with prioritization so i think this this is something like this is a cycle so you get oh, like you have to go through it every 2 3 months okay and now i have to prioritize again no okay yeah i am still messed up so yeah let's prioritize again so i think this is a never ending cycle you have to do it you have to understand what you want at that point of time never never say that i would be doing this for a year or i would be doing this i think having a set schedule won't actually work because you are a different person every other day you can't be the same because either you're growing either you're like depreciating or something so understand that you won't be the same and understand that you have limitations you have your struggles so you you might have days where you would be like okay i can't do i am not able to even get up i don't have the energy and i just need to lay down so understand yourself first that's the one thing and understand what you want if you want a job then focus on that i won't say leave everything else because that's not what i am doing so if you want a job if you have that okay the first thing i want to do after an undergrad would be to get a job and get that experience and get that money so be very clear about what you want you want a job because you want money 
or do you want a job because you want to learn something so that's two different things because if you're getting too much money in it and you're not your heart is not into it then it's okay because you want money but if you don't want the money and you're in that job then you're just wasting your time there because you're not learning anything that you would really like to do you might learn a lot of things that won't even concern you in the future so why are you even doing that so prioritize what you want do you want money do you want to like clear gmat why do you want to clear gmat understand that first why do you want to clear cat do you want to do it just for the sake of getting into a good college or do you want to do i cat because i think people do cat because to earn money sorry <laughs> i was wrong there but uh, people do this like you have to prioritize uh, right now if i tell myself how am i prioritizing things i would say it's a mess but uh, but uh, i try to keep things uh, like at a pace okay uh, right now i want to focus on this that uh, cat is coming close so might as well give cat more time and okay i want to still do my creative stuff so maybe i can get out an hour to just get that creative stuff done and maybe then it's okay to do my cat stuff so you don't have to waste your whole like you have don't have to like, devote your whole day to one thing but you can just prioritize it in a way that you have enough time to do it so and you can do it this way that uh, you can take three priorities priorities right out for a day and you're like okay uh, out of this my number of priority that is non negotiable would be that i want to study cat so give that more time maybe you want to study for two hours or three hours that's your thing two hours three hours then you want to go out creative hours so creative hours can be one hour or two hours if that's your priority it can be less than that i think start small start small with everything 10 minutes 10 20 minutes even picking up that book picking up that laptop is one like one great achievement in terms of creative work because it's very hard to do so prioritizing is one thing but you don't you shouldn't let yourself like get centered with one thing okay i'm going to do this that's very like how do you say this horse well you with just seeing one thing only so that's that really gets you like you were when when i was preparing for high school 12th board so i had that mindset okay i just have to clear that exam i just have to clear that exam i was like totally messed up at that time because my whole like it was so puzzled and like everything was in a chaotic manner because or like okay i'm doing this that's the priority but am i really happy with this like am i really happy with just doing study 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 all day that's not possible for you and you can't just sit there for hours and just do one thing only so let your mind go sometimes prioritize but prioritize in a organized manner so that you have time for yourself you can take out time to relax you can take out time to whatever that makes you feel happy so prioritize in a way that will actually keep you sane <laughs> so like keeping your sanity is one the one of the most important thing while preparing for all these things so you don't have to let yourself go okay you didn't get it this year don't worry you'll get it next year you prepared hard for it it's not you will feel bad for it of course but at the end you tried your best you prioritized everything you were there you you did your best so just let you like don't beat yourself up because you took out time for the creative thing or you took out time to relax that's very different from never like 
try to stop yourself from doing things i think yeah don't just like i i, I want to that to start binging or all that but i would say that keep your like don't inhibit yourself too much then it just one then it would be like a dam that's been closed off for too long and and just breaks all of a sudden then it would be very hard for you to actually cope up with it so try to do small small things to keep you happy even with the thing that you are doing be it preparing for card be preparing for a job or internship so like try to stay well, like say in among all that <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Otherwise, you just end up having a big meltdown that just washes away all your hard work. It's not worth it. True. So Aradhya writes beautiful short stories as a part of her creative work. I can't even imagine to imagine the way she does. Seriously, it's amazing. So, could you maybe tell us about your inspiration and the ideation processes of your stories? How you begin at so i was never the time to write things like i would i have always been a avid reader because my mom is a librarian so i was the one who got like free books <laughs> all the time so i used to sit in a library for hours and reading all kinds of books she used to get all like i would say mom mom can you get me this one she like okay and the next day the book would be here i'd be reading it i was i was totally in love with books and i know like even at like night time my best part would be my mom telling me stories about i don't know a lot of things genies or something like that so that really like made my imagination run wild all the time so i did an internship i would say it came as a good thing but i won't say it's a very good like i learned a lot from it but one thing that really it really helped me do was that unleash my writing skills i didn't write like were very good stuff at that time it was something just like i used to say 20 minutes and whatever came to my mind that was it but at that time i was not really into it because i was doing the work for someone else so it was really limited like i was be like okay yeah, let's see what i can do for the people who would read it so that was my mindset at that time so i would just really, i was really centered on how people will like it or not so that really like if you think about what people will like it creative process won't go like won't be good at all never think about how people will uh, like take it in or would they like it or not because creative things come from within so you never have to like put a bar on it okay will this be up to the mark no never do that because it will turn out to be very bad so yeah at that time i wrote like five to six stories and yeah that was it then it was appended and i forgot about it so yeah that was the one like that that's when i knew that okay i have i know how to write it but i'm not really good at it so that was one start of it but when for a set you have to do a project and it has to be creative i'm like what can i do i don't even know anything so i was writing blogs at that time like random blogs about like marketing blogs were there and there was some kind of in infomercial or kind of, or the motivational kind but not like a story so i thought i have written a story before uh, why not try it again so there was no thought in mind i just went for it i think it i think the first story was river called the river called my first story after coming back uh, so i i just thought of think like one thing that really helps me is not having a set 
school or not having a set story beforehand i don't really think about it before coming here and sitting on my laptop and starting right started when i start writing it that's when it starts coming into shape before that even if i think oh what should i write today the write about this even that that never works out for me i can never write that way. so uh, it's just it's a very like very swift process when you start writing when you start typing the words come to you you would think about all the things that you have seen you would think about all the experiences all the emotions you have felt how would you describe them i think one thing that really makes people connect to your story would be how you are describing the emotions in your story so i try to write my emotions in a way that i have felt it like how would i have, for my if i would say sadness how would i describe sadness to myself that's how i write my stories okay can sadness be felt this way can sadness be felt that way uh, so i think channeling your emotions into the story really helps don't try to make it some kind of big hot shot stuff just try to keep it personal try to keep it like very can uh, like you have to understand that it's a small piece of work if people people would like it or people would not so don't try to push it into doing some like it's not someone that you can push off a cliff this this is a story that you wrote with your own hands and it has to be a way like dear, like you have to treat it as a child it's a small child that you have to take care of until it's done so you have to be very 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 careful with that be very i would say it's a it's magic like it's a literally magic when you start writing and when it comes together so understand your emotions understand what you are going through understand what you are feeling and then channel it into something that you want even if it's a story about people who are old old or people who don't you don't know try to see connections like how can you build connection with them like if i am writing a story about a couple or if i'm writing a story about 80 year old people then how can i connect with them do i know someone that is 80 year old can i trace their actions can i trace what they do can i like find some relatability between them so understand some one thing understanding being empathetic with that person also even if it's fictional understand what they will be would they walk like this would they walk like you would they talk like you or would they be different how would they be different would they like there's so many things that go into thinking like that then but but be true to yourself don't just go ahead with a game of thrones story because that won't come like that so just write what you want you don't just go take it all in didn't come up with harry potter like that it took a lot of it took a lot of iterations so even if it's just two lines even two lines come with a lot of effort but so just i think one thing that even if some even if someone wants to write something just go ahead and start writing anything anything that comes to you just start writing and i think it will come into a good like beautiful picture later yeah so what would you be your tips to remain consistent in prep and creative writing everything cause that's a thing that i really struggle with that i'll start a new project but then i'll just leave it after 4 5 days cause i just can't pick up the book anymore or pick up the pen anymore ha uh, that everyone goes to and i don't know like even i am not good with that but 
i think being consistent is understanding yourself that you can't do one thing for a, a like you can't like give you give yourself a break you can't really go on with one thing one again and again even uh, writing stories were difficult because you have to i think mental when you have you are channeling your brain it takes a lot of energy rather than doing physical labor so you feel more tired when you're using your brain rather than when you're doing something manual so racking your brains up to get an idea racking your brains up to write that blog it takes up it takes a lot of effort and you know it takes a toll on your mind as well so it's it's really important that you take a break it's really important that even if you're being consistent to give yourself that break that much needed break that okay i worked for 5 days now it might be good that i take a two days break and a weekend break or something like that that i i am going to take that intentional break don't guilty yourself over it that oh uh, i did i i was not consistent i didn't do it today don't do that just say okay i'm taking an intentional break today i would start tomorrow like i would do it tomorrow uh, start doing it tomorrow it really helps like if you keep your mind at that you know ki that okay i'll do this five days and the next two days i'll take a break so that just makes up your mind okay then if i do it for five days then i can take a break so it's okay so that really helps me keep it uh, like the consistency because i know that uh, like it's like cheat days so you have one cheat day in the whole week so you know that if i don't eat it today i'd be i would be able to eat the same thing on the cheat day so it's okay then that really helps and even i am not consistent with uh, things most of the time but uh, i can get back to it if i make up my mind ki okay maybe i can just open the book that's enough for the today when i'm doing my piano practice or something like that i would just say ki maybe i can stick it up i can just open the case that's it so that the small step maybe i can ten, spend 10 minutes on it maybe 5 minutes that's it so just take that step one step and you're already there i would say so if you just like open your laptop and sit there you would have the energy to start writing again so that really helps like when i used to write my morning pages or my daily routine i never said ki i would do it every day i never said i would do it for one hour or two hours straight i was like i would do this maybe 10 minutes 10 minutes at like at the very least that was my goal so i would set a timer i would 10 minutes and i would see myself 30 minutes would go away like that because i was writing and i didn't get the time so set a lower limit for yourself understand that you're a human too you need time for yourself and you can't be just like you can't sit you're not a robot so you can't sit through the rules that you make for yourself so that's very important and small goals like make you achieve the big ones so yeah keep that in mind you can't really like if you're not liking something then you drop it then it's okay so because you didn't like it but if you're actually into it and you just need that like the time or the organization to actually get back into it then it's better to keep it simple and small so 10 minutes 10 20 minutes and then you can go ahead with whatever you want then this comes to you because when i the reading thing that i've had i'm really fascinated with khalid husaini and you know his books are big 
books are big and the stories are really of course the stories are very interesting and i love it i love it i can read it every day yeah yeah because the depiction is in a way that you would feel that i want to go there i want to see how this works like if it was real i would have gone there Yeah, exactly. You feel for those characters. Yeah, like even when the current situation that was there now, right now, I was, I was reading that book. I was reading uh, the mountains I quoted at that time. I was like, I couldn't even watch the news. I couldn't because I was there. I was there in Afghanistan because I have been reading those books for such a long time. So, at some point, this happens with me as well that I would close a book. and that it then it would be sitting there i won't be getting back to it for weeks but then there's a gist of like uh, i don't know bookworm kind of thing that comes to me and i would be going it going at it for one o'clock it would be 1 am or 2 am i not stop so it just comes like sometimes the things that you like they might need a break because you can't if you do it too much then you might get bored of it you might feel that you are neglecting other things so it's better that you give that thing time to like sit there and then you can come back to it anytime because you know that you like it so you would be able to get back to it anytime so i think even i have there are books that i read for comfort and i can finish them in two 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 hours or three hours so so and there are books that i have not finished yet and that i will not finish because i never find the connection like i never found the connection with them so i started reading it i dropped it midway because i never found the connection with them and i won't be getting back to them maybe i will but it's not something i would like to be there so give it time give things time at one point you would be bored of binging netflix i would i i did get bored at yeah. one point because you would actually start questioning yourself ki why am i even doing this is it even interesting because too much of anything would get you bored so give yourself time i would say give yourself time and be introspective and understand yourself and everything will come to really amazing advice is i would say i hope to implement them someday the last question what would be your advice to the people who are going for cat or gmat or anything literally your juniors basically i would say many people would be thinking about going to gmat and cat this year or maybe next year whatever so i would say don't do it for the sake of it maybe like just not just do it because someone said you should do cat not because someone said you should do gmat do it because you want to and if you really would want to do that na then you would the, the actually the zeal to do it would come out of its own that you would be actually interested in it and don't take it as a question take it as something like you're learning something so whether it is an rc or verbal reasoning or the data interpretation or logical reasoning understand that these are questions built by someone or human so this is not something that you can't comprehend so as these are not made for you to not solve these are made for you to solve but the time given is not enough so that's why you're not able to solve it at that time so understand that you are enough is is that the paper is built in a way that only selected people would be out there so 
keep that in mind that you even if this doesn't work out you have other things to fall back upon that's why we need the creative process that even if this doesn't work out i have so many things that i'm really good at so never never underestimate yourself i was i was the biggest underestimator and i was always like i have i didn't have maths in school like school i didn't i'm not good at it i'm not good at this and i'm not good at that so i was like shut up you're really good at logical reasoning you just don't know and you don't make the effort to do it so understand that these questions are a cup of tea for you if you are willing to actually dwell into them and treat it as something that can be experimented upon so it's not a fragile piece of uh, like a flower or something that will break if you touch it just go ahead and like rip that question apart and find any kind of things that you can from it and you'll be able to solve it so never never just treat it as a question ki okay i have to do this elimination method or i have to do this and it will solve no that's not going to happen you would get frustrated because you're not able to solve it treat it as a simple like okay this is your it's not testing my ability it's not testing my future it's just there and I, if i don't solve it then it's okay i can just move on to the next question so it's very very important because these questions, these exams are framed because they need a selected group of students so even if you don't do it this year next year will work you you're not getting anything like you're not losing anything just remember that do it if you want to but be be very very sure that you want to do this because it takes a lot of effort this is not a cup of tea if you see like you are investing a lot of time you're investing a lot of effort by yourself and you are putting a lot of things on hold as well you can't be doing anything like you can't be doing all of the things that you're wanting to do when you're preparing for these things because you have to be available for classes and all that stuff even if you're not doing that you have to study so be very sure about it be very sure don't get influenced by people that you won't be able to crack it like never listen to all those relatives and friends please that will come to you and say that oh you won't be able to follow it so oh, you won't be able to do it it's very difficult only 10 people get in or all that shit don't do that please <laughs> because these people will come and go you have to trust yourself if you'll get it then that's a good thing if you don't then then also it's a good thing you know, it might be the door to something better thank you so much for joining us today it was really inspiring and i think i got a lot of clarity about what i want to do and how want i want to pursue it and i'm sure our listeners would get the same level of clarity and i'm seriously amazed and i hope that i'll be able to learn a lot more from you and implement it that's great i'm really happy that i came here and i talked about a lot of things really didn't like it really made me feel great to actually talk about all these things and i feel that arzu you are a great person and i think you'll achieve a lot of things and i feel you are an amazing human being i would say so keep going and all listeners that want to learn anything that like create be it creative be it cat or gym or anything just trust the process and it will come through so yeah are you doing great just go and keep on going thank, thank you. you so much you are my favorite senior now <laughs> thank you okay so that 
was Aradhya with us. She is an amazing human. I loved her, the way she talked about everything, explaining everything. Thank you for joining. Listeners, stay tuned for the next episode. I hope you liked it.